Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Well, it's most definitely on uh, Cambridge United beat Accrington Stanley yesterday and it's down to the wire. Two games to go. We'll be talking to Matt shortly about what our chances are. Because Histon and City have finished their season, so the second half of the show will all be about uh, women's football. Both uh, women's teams that we follow are in action in their final games of the season. United are playing at the Abbey against Actonians, and uh, Cambridge City are uh, playing away at... Uh, <laughs> I should have looked at that one. Chesham, of course, uh, in a very important game for them. I should have realised that one. Uh, that will get them off the bottom of the league if they actually win that, so good luck to uh, them. We'll be talking talking to both Paul Burling, uh, chairman at uh, the women's uh, Cambridge City Ladies, and Darren Marjoram, the manager at Cambridge United, um, later on. Uh, Voting is now over for the uh, Terraces uh, Cambridge 105 Player of the Year Awards. I can reveal only one at the moment, that's Jess Fitzpatrick, who got the Cambridge City Ladies. Uh, She was presented after the uh, Cambridge Invitational Cup. The remainder are still to be announced and presented uh, uh, in upcoming events. Uh, Starting today, uh, when I go down to the Cambridge United game after the show, we'll be presenting it to uh, the uh, winner there. You can get in touch with us all the usual ways. You can text us on 07919 That's 07919 Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. So uh, if you've got anything to say about uh, a city, a United's chances even of uh, staying up, then now's the chance to do it. We will uh, start, as we usually do, with uh, Cambridge United. Yeah, so uh, uh, Matt's on the line. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, not too bad, Tim, and yourself? Yeah, not too much of a hangover after yesterday? No, no, I'm all right. I've been at work this morning. Oh, uh, right. Have one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, uh, I mean, oh, I, can't, I, I can't be doing with two more like that, I tell you. <laughs> that was, it was, uh, it was an amazing game. Um, a game that... Uh, I think a lot of people felt the, dis- the, the, the disappointment we felt at Accrington over previous uh, seasons. I don't think we've actually won there um, uh, for, well, certainly uh, for a long time. I think as far back as I can remember, I think one draw is the best we've managed there. Um, so it wasn't one that I was uh, looking forward to massively, but uh, it, it was what it was. It started off, uh, and I think we were very much in control of it for uh, large parts of the first half. Um, the goals, uh, Dunk. I mean, what can we say about Dunk? He, <laughs> legend is is no longer applicable. He's well, he's well above the status of legend now within the club. I mean, he's been back such a short space of time. Not only has he played fantastically, he still scored two massively key goals, uh, including one of the ones that will obviously uh, hopefully uh, keep Peterborough out of the playoffs now that they uh, crashed again yesterday, um, and the other one which could uh, could 
could see us up, uh, could see us staying up. So, uh, what more can you say about him, Matt? Oh, he's, he's uh, fantastic, isn't he, Tim? Uh, what a player! Um, just really showing exactly why he's so integral to the team and why so many, uh, including myself, absolutely love him as as a player. And you know, he's he's becoming one of the the longest serving players in the football club as well. I think he's he's creeped up to about fifth in the all time lists of uh, of United appearances as well. And um we we do we seem to be developing a habit from corners of being able to pick him out, don't we, at the back post because that's two in four now. And uh, you know, you know, that's a that's a deadly uh you know, that's a deadly sort of percentage for uh, for a left back that's for sure. And um yeah, and it came at the right time, didn't it, in the game. Um it was a pretty even first half, like you said. Um you know, we probably got the the first goal just as we were, you know, on top. Uh, you know, a really good corner and a you know a really good finish by Harrison. And you know, to go in with that one 0 lead at half time, you know, I think it, it gave us a you know a little bit more heart in in the game. gave us, gave us a little bit more belief about ourselves because you know at, at times that that first half it, it was very huff and puffer for a lot of it. It was very stop start as you as you expected. Um, you know, the, the pitches are incredibly narrow. I mean, you know, I thought all well, ours was short last season, but I don't know whether if, if theirs has got even shorter than, than what it used to be because, you know, there was a lot of balls played out of, you know, out of play for throws and straight through to the goalkeeper wasn't there. And, um, you know, lots of lots of physical, you know, head tennis, lots of long balls into into nowhere. But yeah, to get the goal before half time, I think you know it, it absolutely rocked at Crinton and you know just gave us that heart and belief to go into the the second half and you know try and get a you know a bigger foothold in the game. And um, you know, you know, it was pleasing to see, as I say, that you know we are actually starting to score from a couple of our corners now because we hadn't done too many beforehand, had we, Tim? And the weird thing is, this is, and I'm not having to go at Mark. Everybody, I think, is changing their minds slowly over this one. The happy clappers look to be the ones that are going to come out on top in the in the Facebook wars. But he 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 claims that we're very good at set pieces, and I and I kind of beg to differ, um, especially on corners. We seem to be very adept at, uh, you know, hitting the first person uh, uh, it, it, in the, uh, you know, it never goes over the top. It goes straight into that first person. Um, and we've wasted a lot of uh, corners, particularly in trying to get the ball over and into a position where someone can get their head on it. But yeah, as you say, I mean, you know, we've started to pick people out. Everything, you know, everything has started to come good. Um, and we've talked about this over and over again, if you take the first 10 games and you take the last 10 games and you extrapolate from that where we could have been, um, you know, if if it had been without injuries, if we'd had, um, you know, the rub of the green uh, that we'd had so far in the first and last 10 games, we'd be well up the table, um, potentially even challenging for a playoff spot. So it, it's kind of a frustration that we've left it so late after such a good start to get where we are. Um, but I'd, I'd take that any day. I think anyone uh, six or seven games ago would have laughed at you uh, if you'd if we'd said that we're actually even going to get it to the final week of the season, let alone final week of the season, with what is uh, a, a good chance of actually staying up. Um, before we look at that, I mean, 
I noticed that a lot of the fans uh, at the game and I suspect elsewhere uh, spent most of the last five or six minutes watching uh, games unfold, particularly the uh, Barnsley-MK Dons game. I mean, what were MK Dons doing? 4-1 four, four up um, and it ends up being 4-all. Great for us because it, you know, it, really puts the, it really puts the pressure on them and especially to lose in that way. They must have, uh, they must have seen that as, as the relegation game really to, to, co- to come you know to allow you know a, a, a good side admittedly but to allow a side to come back from 4-1 to 4-all it was just amazing and brilliant for us yeah absolutely it was and um, you, you could you know sense it in the in the stands um, as the scoreline was, was coming through and you, you thought to yourself oh, you know we're, we're ahead in this game and uh, you know we're, we're playing well and uh, you know you do start looking at other scores, especially when you know when we did score the second goal, which I thought was a really good goal by uh, George Thomas. And you know, glad to see that after his you know suppose you know career you know season-ending injury that he's you know managed to make a recovery and uh, you know is is making an impact that we'd spoke about in fairness, you know, from our subs in recent games, especially you know in the games that we have lost recently. Um, we said that substitutes hadn't made an impact at all in the games and uh, you know he certainly did yesterday I thought he looked bright again took his goal well you know made some really good runs some intelligent passing as well and uh, you know I I think he he might start on Wednesday and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that more you know a little bit later but yeah you know you get yourself into that position where you're really really comfortable in the game you know you're 2-0 up and you're looking at the MK Dons you know, scoreline and it's 4-1 and you think to yourself, well, you know, we knew we'd have to go and win at, uh, you know, at Burton anyway on Wednesday, but, you know, we're probably going to have to win both these games here, you know, to really, really make sure of it, um, you know, that we that we would stay up and, uh, yeah, but as you say, you know, to, to lose it from 4-1 down to draw 4 roll and, uh, you, know, in the, you know, in the manner, I mean, I haven't watched the highlights yet, but I, I'm hoping that the defending was absolutely atrocious and they were all over the shop. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's a deflating, you know, it's, it's going to be deflating. It'll be interesting to see um, because I'm pretty sure that uh, MK Dons have to go to, to Burton on the last game of the season. You know, what their mindset will be, especially, you know, if we can get a result on Wednesday and, uh, you know, we really put the pressure on MK Dons because they have to do something, you know, which they probably haven't done too much in, in recent games and that they know they have to go and play, they have to go and win and one mistake, you know, could cost them their, their league one status if, if Burton score and manage to, to hold out for the rest of the game and particularly, obviously, if we also win on, on Sunday against Forest Green. But, you know, we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves, you know, and it, it was a really good performance yesterday. You know, we played really, really well, made it a bit harder for ourselves in those sort of last couple of minutes, giving away a penalty and all that time added on. But, you know, we survived, we showed spirit, we showed character, we showed some fight, and we've got to do it all again on Wednesday, haven't we? Yeah, and we have, and 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 that's you know it, it is easy to get carried away with it because now at least it's it's a, it's a good possibility for us. We are the bookies' favourite now uh, to stay up out of the bottom five, um, and if you look at the predicted table, we are uh, again I think it's for the second time in the last three weeks we are now predicted to avoid the drop by one point. Interestingly, it's got us losing at Burton and then winning uh, against Forest Green, uh, finishing on forty six points. 
points uh, and it's got uh, Burton to also beat uh, sorry it's got a one or draw Burton Milton Keynes and Morecambe uh, find them on the list Morecambe I think they were losing to they were going to lose uh, yeah to Exeter City 2-0 um, so uh, it, it's looking good but it could all unravel on uh, Wednesday um, I, I guess the luxury of MK Don's uh, blowing that lead means that potentially we could still do it without winning as it as it says we're going to according to the the, uh, the football webpage's predicted site um, but also you know we could we could make it much more still pile on the pressure with the draw now obviously we'll set up for a win uh, the team that sets up for a draw is the one, is the one that loses in the end so we'll set up for a win um, but it, it, it may not be such a disaster if we don't I, I think and uh, we probably won't have time for the post-match uh, uh, interview but Mark pointed out the difference that uh, you, you mentioned George Thomas George Thomas scoring a, a really well-finished goal um, and you know, put put in putting his injury behind him. You know, he came here on a short term contract with the idea of getting fit and playing and re-establishing himself, and then probably to look for somewhere that was a little better than uh, Cambridge. No, no offence. You know, we're not we're not going to have a go about that. But uh, um, it, it's interesting if we stay up, will he choose to extend his contract? Um, but him and but and Fajiri Oknabiri as well uh, gets injury behind him and has made two solid uh, contributions. And uh, you know, there's still. Play- Plenty to play, still plenty for both of them to do as well as the rest of the team. Yeah, and uh, I think I said last week uh, on the show, um, you know, that the these are the two players that, in in fairness to them, and it's, it's nothing against them, but because they've been out for so long, injured uh, with the football club, you know, for Jury being a, a you know a lot lot more. Uh, injured here, well, be, because he was here in the in August with us. You know, he signed quite, quite late in August. So, you know, they they are definitely the two that really want to give you know a lot lot more. You know, not just for themselves but for the team because you know we've we've managed them through these injury spells. Um, probably didn't think that we were going to see them at all in in these last few games. And you know, you know, fair play to the medical staff and themselves that they, you know, they've looked after themselves and uh, got themselves in a position where they're available for, a, you know, a number of minutes at, at the moment to, to be involved in the first team and everything. But we're now in that situation, you know, we're, we're in the last chance saloon, no matter what, you know, we, we really need to win the last two games, you know, I know, you know, predictions, uh, prediction sites and all that, you know, say this, that and the other, but, you know, I don't think they're taking in, in into account form and obviously, you know, what what happens in football in terms of, you know, way players might perform on the day and this, that and the other. So, you know, the the thing we have to do, you know, to make sure that we are going to stay up is win on Wednesday against Burton and then beat Forest Green on Sunday. You know, let's not leave it to chance. And, you know, George uh, and Fajiri are the two type of players that, we're going to need to bring into the team, you know, potentially on Wednesday, and they need to give probably, you know, you know, they have been solid, you know, they have looked bright. You know, George got his goal yesterday, which he deserved. I thought, you know, he had a good little half an hour cameo, but we need more now. We need even more, especially you know, from the pair of them. You know, they've really got to get out there. Um, I, I fancy maybe that they might both start on Wednesday just to give it a little bit of a freshen up in, in areas that we, we can probably cope. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and the options there as well, 
Tim. You know, we finally got the options of not just those two, but, you know, people like Steve Seddon and, you know, hopefully Lloyd-Jones might be back. We're not too sure, obviously. But, you know, they're, they're good options to have to come into the team just to give one or two players a little break and, you know, keep, keep them fresh. And, you know, they can come on after, you know, 60 minutes if need be and make other options. But, yeah, you know, it's that it's that time of the season, isn't it? You know, it's nail biting, nail biting time, and we've we've got to go out there. And we we know what we've got to do, which is good. Um, you know how we know how we've got to do it, and uh, obviously Wednesday is not going to be easy whatsoever. But if the players give as much effort and application, and you know, as organised as what they were yesterday, and they do it again against Burton on Wednesday, then we've got ourselves a really good chance of getting something from the game. But you know, it really needs to be three points. It, you know, there's there's no two ways about it. It has to be three points on Wednesday, and uh, let's just hope. You know, as you say, the the little bit of luck is there as well, like it has been recently, for us to go there and get a result that we need. Yeah, and if we look ahead to the to the Burton game, um, I mean, it, it's, it's really quite interesting. It, there's not been there's not been many games. Um, obviously, this season uh, it was a four three loss at home, um, and over the previous games, uh, six six that I can find, we've lost four of them, drawn one, and won one. Uh, but one thing you can say about it is, is the high scoring games. We've uh, only there's only been one game in those six that hasn't produced at least four goals. It's four. Four goals, five goals, six goals, three goals, four goals, seven goals. So hopefully uh, excitement uh, in, in that game. Hopefully uh, we'll put it to bed early and we won't have to go through um, the, 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 you know, the, the heartache of uh, backwards and forwards football. And I guess the one thing is at least we don't have to watch out for other scores because there's nothing else on. So it is solely concentrate on that. But uh, um, it, it, it's going to be interesting. And my, my abiding memory, and I don't know, my abiding memory of Burton, uh, the, I think it's the Pirelli Stadium, isn't it? Um, was uh, a long time ago with um, uh, Harrison Dunk running down the wing and, and, and mysteriously being tripped up by uh, some ghost of past player, uh, literally going head over heels, uh, uh, just running down the wing on his own. Uh, nothing, nothing to stop him, and he, uh, he obviously tripped himself up. Although it didn't even look like that, it literally looked like somebody had uh, stuck a foot out, but there was no one there. Uh, so, so that's my abiding memory of the, the Pirelli Stadium. So. Hopefully uh, he'll be uh, on the pitch and uh, scoring more goals from corners. Yeah, well, yeah, let's hope so. That would be perfect for you know for it. Um, fortunately, I've got a, you know a better memory because I was there in the uh, the playoff uh, semi final first leg many years ago in the conference in the uh, in the first you know playoff campaign that we had down the conference and uh, you know two Lee McEverly goals uh, got us a. Uh, you know, a draw there, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic scenes in the away end that night. I can tell you, and I expect it to be, you know, as, as much as you know, the same as it was then. Um, you know, it's, you know, for Burton, they're going to be quite relaxed. You know, their their season is is over. Um, you know, they they are still playing for something, which is good. You know, they haven't put themselves on the beach. Um, they've been competing. Um, still winning games of football as well, especially against uh, you know some of the bigger clubs recently. Uh, you know they beat Sheffield Wednesday at home a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, only lost one nil to to Plymouth yesterday. Um, by all accounts, you know they, they they did quite well as well. So you know it is it isn't going to be an easy game. We know that we're going to have to work very very hard again. They'll be well organised. Um, you know probably quick on the counter. 
as well. And, um, you know, we're going to have to work very, very hard. But, uh, hey, you know, if it gets to the, the 94th minute and it's the last minute corner for us and the, and the ball ends up in the back of the net and it's 1-0 us and that's the only chance in the whole game, Tim, we'll be absolutely delighted with that and we'll take it all day long, won't we? We would indeed. And it would. it's kind of set up for, uh, for, for Harrison to uh, really cement the super legend status that he will get if he manages to score in either of the for last two games. Because it's then on to... I mean, there's a... A lot of a lot of tickets being sold for Burton, and I'm sure there'll be a, a number now uh, that will uh, decide that uh, they're going to go and see it as well. So hopefully, um, at least as many uh, people will travel to that game midweek uh, to uh, see a, a, a good game for uh, you know for United, and hopefully uh, a, a minimum of a point and ideally a win out of it. And then it's on to Forest Green, and Forest Green got literally nothing to play for. Um, you know, hopefully they uh, won't turn up and spoil the party if we managed to get points against Burton but uh, again it looks like that's going to be a sellout and uh, you know it, it's going to be great and if we can pull it off I mean, I mean Lynchy said Lynchy did uh, text in he said uh, couldn't get to the game however what a massive result it was we have to keep our feet on the ground as the job isn't done yet there are plenty of twists that will happen over the coming week the question is will this be the biggest great escape in football history if we do stay up Um I think given where we were, uh, you know, like eight or nine or ten games ago, with literally no hope and uh, everyone calling for Bonner's head and Strang's head and, uh, you know, everybody, every player is rubbish and it was all going to be ending in a disaster and a big clear out was coming. Some of those things may still be true, but uh, as great escapes go, it is quite a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, um, yeah, we, we were dead and buried. You know, we were dead and buried ages ago. We, we, everybody had written us off by, well, I'd written us off by Christmas because, you know, we were that bad. Um, and it took you, you know, until about February and then you got there as well, Tim. So we were both on the same page then. So, um, but yeah, but they've, they've turned it around. And like I said, you know, credit, credit where's credit's due. They have turned it round. you know, put in the performances and, um, you know, they've now got themselves into that position where they, they could, you know, pull off the, the greatest of great escapes, you know, after being basically dead and buried in February, but uh, you know they've they've got to they've got to win the two games. You know, in my mind, they have to win Wednesday and they have to win Sunday because, you know, there there will be more twists and turns. You know, MK Dons could turn up and you know uh, beat Burton, and then that means you know we have to win on you know we'd have to win on Sunday and probably win by about six or seven goals, which we don't normally do if we get a point on Wednesday. So, and then, you know, on the flip side, you know, let's not count out, you know, Morecambe because Exeter, Exeter are in dreadful form right now. Like, they can't buy a win to, to save their life, you know, and um, you know, they're not scoring many goals either. So, they're not completely, you know, reliable in terms of, you know, wanting them to get a, a result against a, a team that have still got an outside shot of, uh, you know, of staying up as well. But, yeah, it's in our hands. For the first time in ages now, it's in our hands. And that, that's where we, we want it to be. Win Wednesday is completely and utterly down to us. And they only have themselves to blame if, you know, if we do go down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's down to them now. It's, it was down to them, for, you know, after yesterday, before yesterday's game. It's down to, to them now. Um, you know, going into Wednesday and Sunday, and and if it is, obviously we'll we'll do a big you know assessment next Sunday for the for the last show about everything, and uh, we'll, we'll have a, obviously the best picture 
of what needs to be done and not. But, you know, we'll see. Let, let's uh, bring on Wednesday. Let's, let's, <laughs> get, let's get to Burton, everyone, and let, let's cheer him on. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, Matt, thanks very much for joining us. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. And, of course, uh, next week it's a six o'clock show because we'll both be at the uh, Abbey uh, cheering on and seeing what happens. Uh, so a six o'clock show next weekend. Thanks very much for joining us, Matt. Talk to you later. Take care, Tim. Bye. So there we go. Thanks very much to uh, Matt. Um, so uh, with, as I said, City and Histon obviously having finished their season, uh, nothing to talk about there. Um, so we'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, the uh, women's football. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So last day of the season uh, this weekend for both uh, Cambridge City Ladies and uh, Cambridge United. Um, they met earlier in the week in the Cambridge, uh, the Cambridge uh, Invitational Cup um, at the Abbey Stadium on Tuesday. Uh, turned out to be a win, a 3-1 win in the end for uh, Cambridge United. Um, it was a game, you'll hear about this in a second when I talk to, when we talk to, Dave, uh, to uh, Darren, but a game that took a long time to get started um, I think everyone was a bit, uh, uh, a bit a bit jaded and it didn't look like it was going to be the best of games but Cambridge United definitely had the better of the first half Sarah Wiltshire put them ahead uh, with a, a typical uh, centre forward goal uh, poked in at the back of the uh, goal um, and then uh, in the second half uh, Sammy Edgar scored a, a fantastic goal to give them a 2-0 lead Cambridge City came back and then uh, it's just, uh, just on the hour and then really woke up for it and made the last half an hour a, a real uh, a real exciting affair both teams could have scored City could have uh, equalised and possibly even gone ahead United could have gone further ahead uh, in the end it was uh, Neve Day um, with a, a, a truly astonishing goal it looked like she was running down for the corner um, to uh, hold a ball up there in the dying minutes of the game uh, and uh, as she got level with the area suddenly decided actually the goal was the best place to go for and scored a fantastic goal uh, 3-1 um, difficult to say where I think it, it, the win was a fair reflection of the game, but whether it should have been 3-1 or 2-1, uh, not quite sure. I think City just disappointed that they didn't make the best of their chances. Um, I spoke to both uh, Darren uh, and uh, to Paul Burling, chairman of the uh, uh, Cambridge City Ladies, um, and uh, not only talking about today's last game, but also kind of summing up the season. So let's start with uh, Cambridge City Ladies. This is what... Paul had to say um, this morning. So, Paul, we're at the uh, tail end of the season. You've got one more game, um, and it's interesting because there's there's something to play for, and that's uh, Chesham on Sunday. And if you beat Chesham, then you'll uh, not finish bottom of the league. Um, I guess it's uh, it's a game you want to win, a just because you want to win every competitive game, but also uh, it will push them down. Yes, yes, it gives us a chance, just as you say, not to finish on the bottom after what's been a difficult season. Um, it keeps the girls interested. It's, it's not a meaningless rubber, as it were. And um, we go there uh, in uh, full of hope and, and expectation to get a good result. 
And you talk about it being a difficult season and, and you look at uh, the league position you're in uh, and four points to date with a goal difference of minus 34. <clears throat> it's it's certainly obviously not been what you uh, wanted or expected from the season. No, definitely not. Um, we knew it was going to be tough. The league was a lot harder this year than last. Um, and it, uh, it's proved to be that way. Um we haven't got the results we expected at the times we expected them. Um, and I suppose it's sort of the inconsistency of youth. We've got a very young team. Um, I think we've given 18 players their debut this season. Um, 15 of those have been under 18. So, you know, it's, uh, it's we've chopped and changed a bit. Um, but as, as I said a moment ago, with youth, you get inconsistencies. One one week we've, we've played really well and gone down by the odd goal invariably against the, the, the top half of the, t- of the table. Um, other weeks we've, we've um, got really turned over and it's uh, it's been frustrating. I guess if we take you back to the start of the season, if you, if you look at the opening result of the season, it's a 4-2 win against QPR. And, uh, and I guess that would have buoyed confidence given that everyone expected QPR to be, uh, you know, one of the better sides in the league. Um, but but you didn't obviously didn't really capitalise on that, and I think it was uh, not until uh, January, late January, early February, where you got a uh, you got a second uh, point in or a, a second result in the uh, league with a draw. Yeah, I mean the, the things with the QPR game, everything we hit went in. Um, we played really well, um, really good attacking football, and Grace scored a. Uh, a hat trick. Um, we'd had a, an average pre-season up to that point, but, but it was like everything had clicked. And the only difference between that game and the next two or three was everything we hit against QPR went in, and everything we hit in the next two or three games didn't go in. Um, and teams were going down the other end and, and scoring. So it's it's the classic. You've got to take your chances when you're on top. We didn't do that early season, um, and we sort of paid the price for, from there on in. Um, we could easily have, have won three of the first four or five of the season um, with a bit better finishing, really, um, and just taking your chances and, and just being a little bit tighter at the back. But it's it was the classic, don't take your chances and, and then um, the other teams capitalise at the other end. And you mentioned difficulties. We'll come on to some of those in a minute. And, and you also just mentioned Grace Stanley, who scored a hat-trick in that opening game. And I guess, obviously, losing Grace um, to QPR eventually um, was obviously a big disappointment for you. Yeah, we lost Grace uh, to QPR. We lost uh, Bella Simmons to Cambridge United. We lost uh, Perry Flynn to Norwich at the start of the season. We lost Jess Evans to Peterborough. So um, three or four of our better players were cherry-picked by by bigger teams around us, if you like, um, uh, that we couldn't compete with on a financial level this season. We we certainly hope to be in a, a better position on that side of things uh, going forward from now. Um, but uh, it, what it did do was give us the opportunity to blood some youngsters and almost say, well, you know, with the two teams dropping out of the league, we've got a free hit at it this season now, so let's... Let's give them the experience and um, let's hope they learn and grow from it from there. And um, and that's what's happened. And that's been a big theme uh, as we've been chatting to you over the season. Uh, you, you talked about the number of debuts you played. You played 21 games this season, 35 players, and only 10 of them have actually played uh, 10 or more games. You, you fielded a lot of youth players 
Um, and th that that must be encouraging as you move forward. Uh, many of them have made uh, a really good contribution to the squad. Yes, yes, definitely. Cambridge City are, are renowned in the area for their, their fantastic youth setup through the years. It's always been very successful. Um, we've just had more success in a, in a big nationwide tournament with our under-13s winning that. Um, so we give the girls a chance. They're good enough. They get the opportunity. Um, we've had to probably do a few more than we'd hoped this season, but it's something we've never been scared of in giving the youth a chance, whether it's been this season or seasons in the past. Uh, they deserved uh, a good crack at it, and they've had it, and, and that hopefully they'll grow from it, as we've said. Um, and it can only help and benefit the club going forward. I mean, next season, we'll, all these girls will have had a season behind them. Um, they'll have taken some hard knocks, but they'll have experienced playing against some high-quality players. Uh, there are two standout teams in the league for me in, in Hashtag and, and Wimbledon. Um, but there's not too much between everybody else. I mean, as you said at the beginning, everybody thought QPR would be a, one of the top teams this season and they've sort of sat mid-table. Um, United haven't won as many as they won last season. So it's it's been a tougher league. It'll be tougher again next season. But we think with our young players, we'll be in a lot better place. And we caught up uh, at the Abbey Stadium uh, on uh, Tuesday in the Invitation Cup. A game that, that was quite interesting. The, the, the last 20 minutes, you looked like you might uh, pull back an equaliser, uh, but you were undone by goals uh, either side of uh, half-time and, and perhaps didn't really get going until uh, about 60 minutes when you uh, scored that goal. Yeah, it was another frustrating game, really. Um, I thought... We started very nervous. The the youth in the team looked a little bit overawed by the whole occasion. And the first 15 minutes, then we got into it early in the uh, midway through the first half and had a really good 20 minutes. Unfortunately, United scored at a perfect time for them, um, which set us back going into the second half. Then they scored uh, a wonder goal, and um, it was a great finish from from um, the girl Sammy Edgar and. We were on the back foot just as we were sort of getting into the game. Um, anyone who watched the game will will uh, realise that the 3-1 score wasn't a, a true reflection. Um, and we were in it for long periods. We just couldn't quite break them down when it counted. Um, you know, their experience told in, in, in certain places and our inexperience showed. But again, it was really promising performance by uh, uh, basically an under-18s team in, in a local cup final. So we and take we got, heart from it. Yeah, yeah. And we got to uh, present Jess Fitzpatrick with the uh, Cambridge 105 uh, Cambridge City Player of the Year Award. Uh, Jess has been one of those players who's been ever-present uh, in the side. I think she's played 18, eight, started 18 games and substituted into one uh, so far this season. A, a real asset going forward. Yeah, and, and Jess sort of encapsulates everything that is Cambridge City and, and that I've mentioned in this interview. She's come through uh, the youth ranks, played in every team through um, from under-12s and, and, and earlier upwards and um, been an ever-present, not the biggest player in the world, never has been, but always plays with a lot of heart, a lot of determination. And she's been a real plus for us this season, I think. Um, she's She found it difficult at times, as all the youngsters have, um, but she continued to grow throughout the season and I, and I think that it's a, her 
her winning this award couldn't be more fitting and couldn't uh, encapsulate more what we try and do at Cambridge City, which is give these young girls a, a great opportunity to play at a fantastic level. Excellent. And as you get to, uh, obviously, the end of the season, uh, thoughts turn to next season. Uh, I don't expect you to give anything away, but you, you've obviously started talking to players. Do you think you'll be retaining most of the players that you want to retain for next year? Yeah, we hope to uh, to retain all, all the important players for us. Um, we've got a great bunch of youngsters coming through. We've uh, been doing a bit of work with some some girls from Tottenham Academy that have been released. So we've got exciting times ahead as we've moved towards uh, Sawston and, uh, and everything that can bring to us for next season. I was going to say, I mean, the obvious, the obvious attraction is, is uh, you know, with Cambridge City next year is finally a proper home ground uh, with facilities that will be uh, well above what uh, most clubs are offering in the area. That That's sure to make it easier in terms of recruitment. Yeah, it's it's a major factor. We've been talking about it for a long time now. Um, we're hoping that that, along with some some finance that we can bring into the club, and um, we can be a little bit more self sufficient and be a bit more attractive proposition for some uh, some girls to come and play. Um, we've had some some good players in and around the squad all season, and we hope to add a little bit of experience to the, to what we've got. Um, but it's exciting times ahead. Yeah, it is exciting times ahead. The times I've seen them play, um, the youth have done remarkably well considering uh, some of them have never played senior football at all. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of promise there uh, in terms of what happens next year. Um, Sawston will make it easier when and if, it, well, not if, when it happens. I noticed the, the ten, 10th anniversary of not having a home ground just uh, last week uh, and also a St, uh, notification that they're going to ground share with St Ives based on uh, the fact that they may not be ready quite at the start of the season but the training facilities will be ready and they'll be training on those and uh, and if you look at what you know what what Cambridge City are getting with this new stadium uh, 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 an amazing grass pitch and a uh, and uh, stand uh, seating and, uh, and a, a really great ground on its own uh, plus uh, a 3G pitch plus uh, you know other facilities down there so great for the community and great for the club um, and it should certainly make things uh, uh, a much nicer supporters can have something that they can call home uh, they're not uh, going to a, a, another ground and uh, and funding other clubs it'll be uh, down to them uh, to uh, make a success of that um, but also just in attracting players because the facilities will be so good even just changing rooms <laughs> that uh, and I'm not having to go at Histon here because yeah, but uh, you see a lot of clubs with virtually nothing in terms of facilities uh, and obviously uh, City are going to end up uh, thanks to the Satchel family with uh, an absolutely fantastic uh, home base um, so good luck to them at the rest of the season uh, congratulations to uh, Jess Fitzpatrick in winning the uh, Player of the Year award there as I said uh, the rest of them will be announced uh, once we make them public to uh, players at various different events including as I say starting this afternoon at uh, uh, the Abbey after the game um, I think a, a bit of time after the game as an event after it um, for uh, sponsors and uh, people to, 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 to say well done uh, we'll be announcing who won the uh, uh, Cambridge United uh, Player of the Year in fact as I said it's actually it's a slightly different award uh, this year Breakthrough Player of the Year um, so we'll see who won that uh, this afternoon um, let's uh, let's take well no, no, that's the moment 
that's what I'm going to. There's no point in playing a jingle. Um, Cambridge United um, at the Abbey Stadium against Actonians. As I say, yet another chance to see the uh, women's team at the stadium. A great win on Tuesday. Uh, I think Paul's Paul's assessment of it was 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 a good one. Um, whether it deserved to be a three-one game or a two-one game, uh, it took a while to settle into it. But in the end, a good game, and it could have gone uh, either way. Let's listen to what Darren had to say when I spoke to him uh, this morning. Darren, it's uh, one more game this afternoon at uh, the Abbey Stadium, two o'clock kickoff uh, against Actonians. I think it's the fourth or possibly even fifth game you've played uh, at the Abbey this year between Cup and League. It's not been the best of seasons for you uh, in terms of league position, um, but uh, you want to go out on a high this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, And I think importantly, it hasn't been a, the season that we wanted in terms of results and league position, but importantly, we, we're showing a bit of what we're about in the latter stage of the season. So, I, you know, this season was always going to be after so many changes last year. It was always going to be about we'd have to build a squad. That always takes time. That's not going to happen overnight. Um, but I feel like we're getting there now. And I think importantly, you know, we know that there's a lot of players that are out injured and have been out injured in the last couple of months. I think once we we see those back on the pitch all together, it'll be, you know, we'll look a very different side. But I think, yeah, look, the, the, the final month or so of the season, we, we're pleased with the way we've played and what we've done. And, and another chance today to go out there and uh, try and put on a performance for people who come to watch. Absolutely. I'll take you back to the start of the season, uh, a very difficult opening fixture against Norwich, which you lost 4-1. But then a run of three games unbeaten, a draw against Ashford, a win against Cambridge City, uh, and then a draw against uh, QPR, who uh, we, we all thought would be one of the, uh, the, the teams to beat this year. So it, it, it started relatively well for you. Yeah, it did. Um you know, the Norwich game, I, I take full responsibility for, for how that game panned out because I set us up in a way that we was probably never really going to be at our best. Um, so I have to take responsibility for that. Ashford away, you know, we did well to come back from 3-1 down to 3 all. Um and then the QPR game, the City game, you know, we felt that we we felt confident going into that. We had a good squad available, good good setup. Um, QPR was always going to be one of those that we thought, you know, they'd be a good side, as you said. So it was a it was a good start. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately, as we as we went through the season, we're bringing players in, and then we're having to gel people into the squad as as we go. Although they were the right players to to bring in, and and they're the right players to retain. It just means that, you know, when you bring them in, it causes a little bit of upset to the balance of the side until people get used to playing together. So, yeah, it did It did get a little disjointed um, at times. But, you know, like I say, the, the whole sort of point of this season, if you like, was finish as high as we can, of course, but also build a squad that we feel is capable of being a better team next year. And it's obvious from on the pitch, particularly in the Invitation Cup game uh, that, we, that you won midweek, uh, that that's starting to happen. I, I guess the, the, the issue from what I've seen over the season has really been missed opportunities where you've had chances um, to uh, score goals and clean sheets, only five clean sheets all season, three in the league and two in the Cup. Yeah, very fair reflection. And that's that's exactly how we see it. You know, Ashford at home after Christmas, we lost 2-1 and... We had over 20 shots and they had three and we lost 2-1 and we, and we should have won that game. Um, and, and equally, the two goals that we conceded in that game were just you know, really ultimately bad decisions and bad errors. Um, so that's where we're at or that's where we've been at uh, and that's the job for us to rectify. And some of that is going to be with you know, with, with 
just educating people what we want in certain areas of the game, which they've started to pick up. And I think that's why you're seeing a little bit of a different us over the last few weeks, because people have now really started to take those errors from points in the season where we have conceded goals that we shouldn't have conceded or not put chance away. Now you're starting to see people actually more clinical and, and we're getting into better situations with different lots of different people, not just one or two. Then, you know, at the back, we're, we're more solid because I think we've got a better structure. So, yeah, I think it's a really fair reflection and we, we, we know that's something that we need to continue to work on. Um, you know, obviously we've got to recruit in the summer and we'll need to bring in some players that strengthen what we have. Um, but I feel pretty confident, in, you know, that people have learned our our lessons, if you like, through the season and now we're starting to implement those and change the results. And a difficult final game against Actonians, currently fourth in the league. They'll be looking, they could move into the uh, top three if they uh, if they get a result today. So certainly uh, a nice game to end the season with. Yeah, it is, yeah. A uh, good challenge. Um, like you say, they're a tough opponent. They've always been a good side in this in this level. Um, you know, it was a narrow defeat away from home. We had a good squad again available that day. It was it was a, a game a game where we showed that we can compete with those better sides. So that was sort of a, a start of a point where we showed that we was turning a corner. Um, it will be a tough game today. Uh, again, we have people missing. I keep saying about injuries, but it's the facts of where we're at. Um, but it's a great opportunity and we'll have two of the younger players, Neve Day, who starred when she came on on Tuesday night, scoring the final goal, will we'll be starting. And Libby Fraser gets her first start of the season today. So good opportunity for some players to, you know, that are on the edges, if you like, but a very exciting young players to come in and hopefully nail themselves down the spot. And it has been a season that's been uh, dogged by injuries. I was looking before, I think you've only got uh, um, uh, 14 people who've played 10 or more games in the yeah. squad. You've had plenty of opportunity to bring youngsters into the side and give debuts. Uh, I guess that's good for next season. It is, yeah. Um, you know, there, there's always an opportunity where it's bad news for one player, there's always an opportunity for another. And, and I've been really pleased with the people that have taken those opportunities. So, you know, there'll be uh, Libby and Neve be will be starting today. Um, you know, they've shown enough, both in training and in the opportunities they've had to, to deserve that. Uh, and it does bode well. You know, we have got some good young players coming through and we have a good system at the club for, for players coming through our ETC. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to have that to look forward to. But again, as you say, we, we have been dogged by injuries and there has been, there's been a lot of players that haven't been able to play the number of games that we'd like them to. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating because it's not... Um, you know, there's been a lot written recently about ACL injuries within the female game, which which does need addressing. But we haven't had too many of that type of problem. It's it's just been knocks in in games that we've played to fill gaps, for example, which has been frustrating. And, and in the last two weeks, you know, we've had we've had two of our regular starters have, have uh, had to be admitted into hospital and uh, and are out for the season. So it's just unfortunate. It's the way it is, but. You know, they'll, they'll be back, everybody will be back stronger and I look forward to when we can get them all on the pitch. And we talked about the uh, invitation cup a second ago. Just uh, worth mentioning that at uh, a really nice win in front of uh, a good crowd at the Abbey on Tuesday. Um, it's a game that kind of took a while to start um, in terms of uh, the way in which both teams wanted to play. But you settled in quicker uh, and looked far more threatening in the first half than they did. You got a Sarah Wiltshire goal just before half time, uh, a cracking goal from Sammy Edgar uh, at just after half time. <clears throat> and then you mentioned Neve Day. I mean, uh, I, I thought she was going for the corner to uh, put the ball out <laughs> or hold the ball on the corner. And somehow she managed to turn the ball into the goal. And it was just a, a fantastic end to that game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a slow burner to start with. I think, you, you know, you are, you find one of two things in those games, don't you? Either people, the, the team sort of wants to settle their way into it a little bit 
um, or they just go for it right from the start and, you know, you end up with a real blood and thunder game. And, and it was the, the the former that kind of was the way the game settled. But I was okay with that because I just wanted us to have a little bit of control. I didn't want us to be out of control, you know, and, and, and fighting a game against the way we want to play. I wanted to play it our way. So it was a little bit slower, um, but I didn't mind that because we had by far the better possession and we camped ourselves in their half for a reasonable amount of time. Uh, it just took a while for us to, to build that into meaningful attacks, but I felt comfortable. Um, and the challenge at halftime that I gave to all the players was, you know, we, we've been in situations like this. We've taken the lead in a lot of games this year. Norwich City, first game of the season, took the lead. Hashtag at home took the lead. Wimbledon, both home and away, took the lead. So even against good sides, we've had a habit of taking the lead, but then losing the lead. Um, so the challenge I set the players at halftime was, can we go out and now go and you know put our foot down on the accelerator and, and put the game away if we can? Um, Sammy Edgar's finish was exquisite, really good. She's been such a good player for us this season. Um, can't really speak highly enough of her. She's coming from the tier below and and you know has gone out and done showed everybody what she's capable of doing and done what we knew that she could do. And that finish, you know, nobody really deserved it more, I don't think, than than she did because it was a great all round performance and deserved the player of the match. And then Neve, you know, again, she's somebody we've been really excited about for a while. Um, she's been doing well in the development team. Um, then she's come through now and, and had opportunities in the first team, which has been great for her. And, and I think, you know, what we saw from her on Tuesday night when she came on, not just the goal, but her ability to get us up the pitch, that's Neve. That's what she does. Um, and, and it was a great finish, I must admit. You say about going for the corner, in my mind, I was thinking, do, do I tell Neve to head for the corner? But... But I trust her and, and I knew that she's got that in the locker and she's got so much pace. So once she was anywhere near that last defender, I thought, you know, she's got a great chance of getting in on goal. I thought the angle had taken her a little bit wide, but um, we've been doing quite a bit of finishing practice with, with Neve. I've been working with her, Sarah, Ruth and Francesca and Bella quite a lot over the last few weeks. And, you know, she's been getting better and better. Her finishes have been really improving. So, um, yeah, really pleased for her. She was really emotional at the end of the game because I think she really felt like she proved what she's capable of doing and, and that's exactly what we want. I take you back to the uh, start of the season and uh, the launch we had in the uh, hospitality suite uh, announcing the new women's board and uh, and the, the closer ties and the better relationship uh, with the club and, and more games going to be happening at the Abbey. But uh, there was that matter of uh, Sarah Wiltshire uh, announced as a signing and everybody was very excited about that. And it, how well has she done uh, for the club this season? Uh, listen, you, I cannot speak highly enough about Sarah. And I think I might have said this in in the interview that I did um, when she signed, you know, but people don't realise she's a phenomenal player and everybody knows about that ability that she's got. But it's not just about that. It's about her as a person. Um, she's a brilliant person to have in a team. She's so good, so encouraging. I just mentioned a minute ago, the finishing practice, you know, Sarah's been really encouraging Neve and giving her little bits of advice about her finishes. And, you know, for an 18-year-old, imagine what that does when you've got Sarah Wiltshire telling you about good finish here or try a bit of this and it works. So um, she's a great person to have around the team and, and from a personal perspective as well, um, because she's been somebody that I've been able to ask advice of. You know, I've been able to say, what do you think of this or what do you think of that? I think this, what's your thoughts? Um, when you've got somebody of her experience, it's good for all of us. Um, so her impact has been immeasurable. You can't really can't really put put it into words to say, you know, the, the amount she's done, but it's all round. You know, and I've been personally, I've been over the moon to have the opportunity to work with her this season. And she's somebody who we always thought, you know, if we could get her, then then brilliant, because she's somebody that obviously brings instant quality. But she's somebody who, like I say, teaches others and she's somebody that you can build something around. So 
Sarah's been brilliant for us. Um, and what I've really liked is the way that she's just slotted straight in because somebody of that quality to be able to just come in and play tier four, because that's, you know, that's, that's a, le- a couple of levels below where she was at. So um, I think that speaks volumes about her as a person. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted that we've been able to see what Sarah can do. Now I'm going to cut that short because I just <laughs> suddenly realised that we talk about the uh, uh, the award uh, in the uh, final seconds of that interview so I won't play that because uh, I want it to be a surprise um, although most people who were uh, taking interest in Cambridge United are possibly down at the Abbey by now six minutes till kick off for most of the women's games um, so as I say it's uh, Chesham for uh, Cambridge City ladies to try and get off the bottom of the table and finish uh, above them uh, and it's Actonians uh, in the uh, the last game of the season at uh, the Abbey, I think that's I said in the interview. I think it's four. I'm not sure it's five with cup games, um, but uh, fantastic to see the way in which that's happened. Uh, disappointing seasons, it has to be said, for both of them for for different reasons. Uh, it's been a lack of consistency, a lack of uh, getting players out on the pitch that they want to get out there uh, for both of them. Um, uh, City uh, failing to take their opportunities. Uh, in fact, I don't know why I said that. The very different reasons for both of them. The same reasons for both of them. Failing to take opportunities, failure to keep clean sheets and injuries. Uh, but the, the nice thing for both of them is that because they've played a, a, a number of youth then for next season it gives them a chance to uh, you know bring people in who, who have had some experience and, and to strengthen the side so plenty for both of those sides to think about uh, over the close season because uh, we're getting to the retained list time and who's going to stay who's who's going to come in and, and so on and, and all of the teams that we've talked to um, over the uh, over the season have, have, have looked at are looking to strengthen their uh, teams for a push next season and I think they're all in a good position and hopefully uh, all of them United uh, men, United women City women um, and uh, City can all uh, achieve more of their potential uh, next season. Histon of course uh, finished uh, sixth in the league Uh, they need to uh, go one better than that next season to at least get a playoff but we'll be looking obviously to do even better than that Um, so as I say, uh, good luck to everyone uh, today uh, and uh, uh, over the summer um, as the voting as I say finished for the uh, um, player of the year awards we're presenting those as we go along Jess Fitzpatrick Cambridge City ladies uh, already been announced because that was presented at the uh, cup game the rest of them will be announced over coming days as we get to the events that we're going to present those at um, so that's all we've got time for this week thanks to Matt and thanks to Paul and thanks to Darren for uh, taking part in the show and for doing so uh, all season um, we, I'm off to the uh, Cambridge, uh, Cambridge United women game um, as soon as this is finished um, as I said next week it's a 6 o'clock show because we'll be at the Abbey for the Forest Green game hopefully celebrating uh, the greatest of great escapes um, uh, a lot of that will come down to what happens on Wednesday at Burton we're the only one playing to get our game in hand out of the way so don't have to uh, watch the, watch what's going on elsewhere concentrate on the game and hopefully um, I don't care if it's a high scoring game like uh, the rest of them have been or a, a low scoring affair as long as we come out on the right side of that and absolutely at the bare minimum pick up a point um, uh, ideally making it three and then making it literally uh, ask to lose on the uh, final day um, would be fantastic um, 
Um, just wanted to finish by saying uh, this is the this is the last year that I'm going to be at least in the studio um, doing this show. So we are looking for people uh, to take uh, over. So if you've got an interest in uh, sports journalism uh, and you'd like to try broadcasting, uh, it, it's a great way in. Um, you'll meet lots of people. Um, you'll go to games. You'll report on games. You'll host the show on a Sunday. Um, but it gives you that uh, that 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 leg up into uh, sports journalism um we know that uh, ollie who's done the sports show here is now working for the world snooker association in the media group um it, it is genuinely a good step up so if anyone's interested in taking part uh, in hosting the show on a sunday um, there will still be plenty of help um, i'll still be going to games and still be doing post-match interviews and uh, uh, and everything else and we'll teach you everything you need to know so you don't need to be an expert already you just need to be able to talk about uh, ideally one of the teams that we follow united city or histon um uh, the the perk of the job is you do get to go into uh, games free of charge um so uh, if you if you fancy that then uh, the best thing to do is email um i'll actually uh, direct message me on uh, the uh, twitter feed that's the easiest thing to do um and then we can uh, talk about it uh, thanks very much for being with us all season one more game uh one more uh, show uh, six o'clock next sunday hopefully with uh, great news from cambridge united but for now thanks very much <laughs> If you're like me, you've got a family and a business, and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly, expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on... Everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio and on the latest bookmark. Most history books are written by men and they don't really go into much detail about the women's stories, the struggles that they face when their men go off to war and the aftermath of that and how does a community pick up the pieces again? And they were the stories that I wanted to write about um, in my trilogy. Listen now at cambridge105.co.uk.